Thank you for tuning in to Conroe United Pentecostal Church today. We pray that this podcast is a blessing to you. If there is ever anything we can do for you, please email admin at conroeupc.org. Thank you, Jesus. He who the Son has set free is free indeed. Therefore, I no longer live in fear. I am no longer a slave to fear. Why? Because I am a child of God. I have been purchased with the blood of the Lamb. I am no longer a slave to sin. I am no longer a slave to my past. I am no longer a slave to yesterday. But I have the Spirit of God living in me and operating in me and guiding me, and leading me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I feel the Holy Ghost here tonight, and doesn't it feel good? Amen. Moving quickly to the word of the Lord, 1 Kings chapter 18. Now, it happened in the meantime that the sky became black, and the clouds and wind, and there was a heavy rain. Look at your neighbor and say, a heavy rain. Heavy rain. Amen, brother. If I can maybe get a little more this way, I'm struggling. I don't know if it's my voice or my ears tonight, but I'm struggling. Amen. I want to read that one more time. Now, it happened in the meantime that the sky became black, and so did the clouds, and the wind began to build, and there was a heavy rain. Tonight, I want to talk to you. I want to minister tonight. I pray that the Holy Ghost ministers tonight around this subject. A heavy rain is coming. Why don't you look at your other neighbor and tell them a heavy rain is coming. And I believe we've just begun to feel that rain fall in the room the last few minutes. A heavy rain is coming. A heavy rain is coming. I'm talking about a Holy Ghost storm. I'm talking about something that the devil can't stop. I'm talking about something that the enemy can't stop, that a bad day can't stop, that a bad week can't stop. The rain of the Holy Ghost is going to fall and is already falling. Amen. You may be seated. God wants us to grow in faith. God desires us to grow in faith. We want to grow in faith so that we can fix our immediate needs, and that is good. However, that is not the reason why we are to grow in faith. We are to grow in faith so that we can live in relationship with Jesus. I don't serve God so that I can get stuff from God, but I serve God because I want to know Him in a very intimate and a very real way. I don't serve God for blessings. I don't serve God so He can heal my body even though he can bless me and he can heal my body I serve God because he is the creator of all and he hung on a cross and died for my sins and if he could do that for me the least that I could do is in return give him back my life the least that I can do is take up my cross and follow after Jesus and the more I follow after Jesus the more I grow in my faith. Uh, Last night, my wife and I and our children sat around a dinner table with uh, brother and sister Roberts who were with us this morning and I began to listen to him and I just began, he told so many stories that he could not tell this morning. Just mind-blowing stuff. Stuff stuff that is just absolutely unbelievable. Just absolutely unbelievable stuff. And he said, I I used to be, I've always, I was born and raised in church. I 
I've, I always knew I wanted to be a missionary, but it was not until the Lord really showed me where I was supposed to be and what I was going to do. And then it wasn't until the Lord got him there that he began to operate in a realm of faith that is just mind-blowing. I'll just go ahead and say this, that because of he and other missionaries like him and other access-challenged countries, we cannot, as Americans, we cannot send missionaries into countries that are war-torn in the Middle East and even on and even on the Korean Peninsula. We can go in one, so just let your mind wonder about the other country there. But they have prayed people through in the Middle East who have begun to grow in their relationship with Jesus Christ, and they see how the apostles took bold steps of faith, and so they they being uh, formal Muslims believe that if I was going to be radical in that faith, uh, I'm going to be radical in, in my new faith. Uh, and now in that northern country on the Korean Peninsula, there are people by the hundreds being baptized uh, in the name of Jesus. Why? Because a missionary said, I'm going to go to a country and I'm going to reach uh, somebody and I'm going to minister to somebody. And it is absolutely unbelievable the things that are taking place because because, uh, 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 because a few men have obeyed the call of God and begin to grow in their faith. As humans, specifically as Americans who like to live comfortable lives, we tend to be result-oriented, but God is not a result-oriented God. He is a process-oriented Savior. We're concerned about what's happening to us. We're concerned about being uh, offended or hurt by our friend. We're concerned about getting the raise or the promotion or getting that thing that we've been saving for, dreaming for, dreaming of uh, for a long time. We are concerned about what's happening to us, yet we serve a God. We serve a God who is concerned about what is happening in us. We serve a God. We serve a God who blesses and heals, as I've already mentioned, but more than blessing and healing. We serve a God who is more interested in making sure that our hearts are pure, that our minds are pure, that our th- that the words of our mouth are pure. I'm thankful tonight, even though I do not understand his ways all the time, even though there are trials and circumstances that he leads me through, that I may not ever know why he led me through those trials and tests. I am still thankful for the fact that I serve a God whose ways are different than my ways. If God, if I put God in the box of my expectations and my desires, he would not be able to do for me the things that I really need. If God was limited to my wants, what a small God we would serve. But we serve a mighty big God. A mighty beautiful Savior and Redeemer who is not nearly as concerned with what happens to us, rather he is concerned with what happens in us. Could it be that that is why the Apostle Paul said in Romans that all things work together for those who are the called according to his purpose. It's not that everything that happens is the will of God, but yet in every circumstance that we go through, if we remain faithful and committed to the plan of God in our life, somehow, somehow his will is is interwoven in our 
our life. I am thankful that God is more concerned about what happens in me. Can I get an amen from someone tonight? Hebrews 11 says, But without faith it is impossible to please Him. For he who comes to God must believe that He is, that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek after Him. Tonight, if we don't have faith, we will not please God. I know that that's a bold statement and I know that it really it, it really could rub us the wrong way, but it is not my words. It is the author of Hebrews. But without faith it is impossible to please God. So we can take it a step further and say if we don't have faith, we probably are not earnestly seeking after God. For when I earnestly seek after the mind of God and the will of God in my life, a byproduct of of relationship is faith and a byproduct of faith is trust therefore no matter what I face I will trust that God is getting me through it therefore no matter what what I know is before me or what I don't know is before me my trust gives me faith to know that God will see me through and God will get me through so therefore that's why I please God because when I face impossible odds that I will never be able to conquer and walk through on my own my faith says it's alright I'm going to be okay it's the faith of a husband it's the faith in God of a husband who can grab a hold of his wife and his children's hand and say we might be walking through unemployment we might be walking through a hard time we might be walking through hurt or we might be walking through offense but God is going to get me through God is going to get us through honey I know you might be hurting. Uh, Babies, I know you might not understand what we're facing. Uh, It's okay. Daddy doesn't either. Uh, Mama doesn't either. But guess what? Uh, We know who is ordering our steps. Uh, And that simple fact uh, is enough to get me through. Uh, I might not know what's next. uh, But I know who is before me uh, as the song we just sang. Uh, Is anybody thankful that we serve an all-encompassing God? An all-encompassing God. That's just, a, 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 in my very simple mind, I, I break that down. Encompasses north, south, east, and west. If he is all-encompassing, that means he's all up in my compass. That means he has filled my compass. That means when I look to the left, I might not have the answer, but I have the solution. That means when I look to my right, I might not know how I'm going to make it, but I have the way maker. When I look in front of me, there might be six but I have a healer when I look behind me there might be a trial but I have Jehovah Jireh my provider he is an all-encompassing God and that's why in him dwelleth the fullness of the Godhead bodily God rewards those who earnestly seek Him. So tonight, uh, I just want you to answer this question to yourself. And uh, I'm just going to say it and keep on moving. Are you seeking after God with passion? Are you seeking after God with passion? James chapter 5 says, Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. And he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. Three 
three and a half years it did not rain. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain after those three and a half years. And after it rained, guess what? The earth did produce fruit. But what I want to focus on for just a second is the first, the first, the first dependent clause of verse 17. Elijah was a man with nature like ours. Elijah was a man with flesh like ours. Elijah was a man with problems like ours. Elijah was a man that had a crazy uncle and some crazy problems in his family like we do. He had all of the problems that we had and everyone in his generation has. But he prayed and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. I wonder what would happen in 2019 in Conroe, Texas if there were some believers that were carnal and had flesh and there were some believers that had some problems that would not stop at their problems and the verse of their life would not end at the and he had flesh and she had flesh like everyone else but there would be a comma, the conjunction and and they prayed earnestly and when we do pray earnestly the byproduct of earnest prayer leads to to a deeper relationship and like I mentioned a few minutes ago deeper relationship leads to deeper faith so you ask me why I can preach a sermon and prophesy to you tonight that a heavy rain of the Holy Spirit is coming it's because I've got a relationship with Jesus Christ that tells me it doesn't matter what I see and it doesn't matter what I feel the rain of God is coming on my life I might be in a drought now but rain is coming rain is coming rain is coming Elijah prayed earnestly and it did not rain you know what that tells me that tells me that sometimes we go through droughts and it's not the devil attacking us it's the will of God in our life for us to grow through dry seasons and hard seasons and hurtful seasons and seasons of confusion it's God's will so when we get in those seasons we will have no one or nothing else to rely on but the provision of Jesus Christ aren't you thankful that in our dry and weary land we don't have to thirst after the things of the world, but we can thirst after the things of another world. We can thirst after the righteousness of the Holy Spirit. We can thirst after the provision of a God who loves us. We can thirst after the fact that He will never leave me and He will never forsake me. That's why I know rain is coming because it's rained in the past. I might not see it raining now, but that doesn't doesn't mean the process of rain won't come back again it won't come back again because Elijah had faith he earnestly sought God Elijah's faith activated the rain that ended a three and a half year drought so I ask you tonight what is your faith activating in your life and then I ask you a second question what is your lack of faith deactivating what is your faith unlocking in your life but what is your lack of faith locking up in your life what is your faith allowing 
allowing the storm clouds of the blessings of God to develop and hover over your head and what is your lack of prayer and your lack of fasting in the middle of your drought what is it locking could it be that the drought doesn't always have to be three and a half years if we would just earnestly seek after him because we could be in a long drought without God and it feels like a long 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 drought but how many of you have been in a long drought with God and you got through the drought and you said wow the drought was that long I didn't realize I was going through a trial that long why can we say that because the faithfulness and the provision of God and the security of God knowing that no matter what I face God is with me and he will never leave me he will never never leave me so faith Faith, what we can learn from Elijah, begins with a word from God. 1 Kings chapter 17, And Elijah, the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead, said to Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel lives before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years except for at my word. Elijah wasn't saying that my word is that powerful, but Elijah was a prophet. So therefore, what we gather from this uh, and and the conclusion of this is, is Elijah saying, it's not my words that brings the rain, but it is the voice of God flowing through me. Faith begins begins with a word of God. Faith begins when we stand on the word of God. Elijah spoke the word of the Lord as I read a few moments ago in James chapter 5. And the earth produced its fruit. The earth produced its crop. Stuff began to grow because of the word of the Lord that flowed through Elijah. I'm here to tell somebody tonight that if you begin to fall in love with the word of God, if you begin to fall in love with prayer, not that you don't already love prayer, but if you would begin to fall in love with this book, not that you don't already love this book, but if you would earnestly seek after him even the more, you would be amazed at the process of the voice of God and the things that God began to speak to your life. Could it be that that's why Romans chapter 10 says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing. That's why I need to be at church. That's why I need godly relationships. That's why I need relationships that build me up and not tear me down. That's why I need to be, that's why me and my family have made the decision that if the doors of the church are open, we are going to do everything we can to be there. Why? Because I need to hear the word of God. But I also need to hear the testimony of my believer who might not be in a trial like I am, but they can testify to me and that testimony can really be a prophecy to me that if God brought them through, God will bring me through. Your testimony is not meant for you, but it's oftentimes a prophecy for somebody else. Faith comes by hearing God's word at church, but we can take it a step further and say faith comes by reading God's word at home. There are hundreds, there's over a hundred hours in the week. We spend maybe four or five hours at church in a week. A fraction of the time of our week is spent in God's house. It's going to take more than a couple services and one prayer meeting on Monday to keep us saved. It's going to 
dedicate more than three services and a couple of prayer meetings here and there to keep us full of faith and charged up, trusting in the hand of God. Why, if we are not reading the Word of God at home? Sometimes the devil attacks us at the house of God. Sometimes there are spiritual attacks that we come under in the house of God in services or at prayer. But most time the devil knows that this is a look. This is not my zone. If I come here, they're going to run me out of the building. They're going to pray me through. They're going to pray me out, or they will cast me out. So what happens is when we are not in the presence of God, either at church or when we are when we are consistently praying without ceasing, like Paul said in First Thessalonians, or we are not always rightly dividing the word of truth more than just at church services. The enemy will creep in to our everyday life. That's why it's important that I read my Bible every day. That's why it's important that I grow in God. It doesn't matter that I've been saved for 20 years. You could have lived the same year 20 times. I don't care how long you've been saved. What I want to know is how much are you growing? I don't care how long you've been coming to church. I want to know how large is your faith? How, how, how big is your faith that you believe this building is full? How big is your faith that you believe this is not our last facility? How big is your faith that you can't think or maybe you do think that one day we're not taking up a five or ten thousand or eighteen thousand dollar offering to help uh, uh, to help missions but we're sending hundreds of thousands of dollars out how big is your faith your faith is directly directly related to the intake of the word of God in your life can I get an amen from somebody tonight faith begins with reading God's word and it continues regardless of what we see Regardless of what we see, faith says there's a trial before me, but I don't see the trial. I see the victory coming after the trial. Faith says I don't know how I'm going to get through the trial, but I know that God is going to see me through. Faith continues regardless of what I see. First Kings 18, and, and, and said to his servant, go up now, look toward the sea. This is Elijah speaking. So he went up and looked and said, there is is nothing and seven times he said go again rather this is God speaking to Elijah then it came to pass the seventh time that he said there is a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea so he said go up say to Ahab prepare your chariot and go down before the rain go down before the rain stops you the Lord told Elijah go and look Elijah said I went and there's nothing said go back again seven times so seven times he went he kept on going I want to ask you tonight do you have a go back in your spirit do you have enough faith to keep going back even when the well is dry do you have enough faith to keep on serving God even when you don't feel God do you have enough faith to believe that God is a healer even when your loved one just passed away do you have a faith enough faith to keep on going back even when even when you've been hurt do you have enough faith to forgive when you uh, uh, when the person doesn't care if you forgive them or not? Does anybody in the room have a go back that says no matter what comes my way, I will not quit. I will not stop. God's been too good to me. My faith is not predicated on what I feel and what I see, but my faith is predicated on what I know in the Holy Ghost. 
Therefore, regardless of what we see and what is going on around us, I believe rain is coming. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, rain is coming. Rain is coming. Regardless of what you see around here tonight, rain is coming. Regardless of what you see in your family tonight, rain is coming. You listen to me right now under the authority of the Word of God. I'm speaking to someone who I do not know. Maybe it's just the spirit of this church or maybe it's someone going through something tonight that I am unaware of. But I tell you tonight under the unction of the Holy Ghost that you will not always be in a barren land. You will not always live in a desert. The Lord is taking you to a promised land. The Lord is going to plant you by by the rivers of living water that no matter what is going on in your life, you will flourish. No matter what is happening in your finances, you will flourish. No matter what is happening in your family, everything is going to be all right. Newsflash, child of God, everything is going to be all right. Newsflash, Conroe United Pentecostal Church, you are going to make it. Newsflash, unemployed individual, God will provide. Could you give God praise for that this evening? I believe our best days are ahead of us. They are not behind us. I believe that God is going to heal our land. I believe that God is going to heal the divide that is dividing the politics in this nation, but also in this community. We saw such an unbelievable act of forgiveness this past week that happened in a courtroom. It was so beautiful what happened after such an ugly, terrible circumstance. And whatever your opinion is on the matter, that's really... uh, uh, opinion really doesn't matter and my opinion really doesn't matter but what matters is the fact is that in the middle of a lot of chaos in our country in the middle of when people are telling us that there are a bit there's a big racial divide we saw people come together who should not want to come together who should hate each other who should hold bitterness and ill feelings towards each other but in a courtroom the beautiful word of the Lord was was read the beautiful act of forgiveness was extended. I'm here to tell you that the world might be bad, but God is still in control. Chaos might be everywhere I look, but it's all right. God is still in control. Yeah, but there's a lot of storms going on in society. Do we not serve the same God who calls the waves to stop? Do we not serve the same God who calls Peter to walk on the water? We serve a God who can stop the storm. And if he doesn't stop the storm, he can cause us to walk on top of the storm. It don't matter what happens in our life. It don't matter what happens in my city. I've got a God on my side. And he'll get me through the storm. He'll get me around the storm he'll take me over the storm if he has to take me under the storm he'll take me under that storm just like he did Jonah he will get us through the storms I've come tonight to tell you that there's a cloud coming and that cloud of the Holy Spirit is going to save your family members I've come to tell you that some of you have been praying for a long time for your lost loved ones your backslidden children your spouses who have never been saved that they will get saved 
And I've come to tell you, there's a harvest coming. There's a rain coming. I don't know when. I don't know how. I don't know how long. But it does not matter. I don't need to know the details. I don't need to know the specifics. All I need to know is there is a rain coming. There is deliverance coming to this church. There is growth coming in your family. There is there is a blessing coming to this church. And I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about influence. I'm talking about favor. And I don't even know in what realm. I just know what I feel in the Holy Ghost. There's a blessing coming to this church that no man can stop. That no evil spirit of this city can shut up. I'm here to tell you God's going to do it. And if you believe it, could you stand to your feet and give God praise? Oh, come on, somebody. We've been Baptist all night. Can you get Pentecostal for a minute? Ah, that's it. That's it. I feel faith rising in the room. That's it. That's it. Let your faith run wild. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, People of faith keep going back because uh, faith continues regardless of what we see. Uh, That's why I'm faithful. That's why I'm optimistic. Uh, That's why I believe in the miraculous, even though there's things before me that seem like they will not be fixed. Uh, Why do I have optimism? Uh, Why am I faithful? Because I am a person of faith. Uh, Why can I look at in the voices? Uh, Why can I speak back to the voices uh, of deception and oppression and evil? Even the voices that would try to silence me and intimidate me or you. Why do you have that power? Because you have the power of the Holy Spirit in you. And if God is for us, it doesn't matter what they say. It doesn't matter what they do. You hear me tonight. None of this is in my notes. I'm just talking in the Holy Ghost. The rain is coming to this city. That no scandal, that no heartbreak, that no nothing can stop. I'm talking about a revival that's so big that this church can't contain it that it goes to Willis that it goes to the other churches in this city I'm talking about a miraculous outpouring of the spirit Oh, why does it get quiet? Why does it get tight when I start talking about revival going to other places? You ought to celebrate when we talk about revival going to other places. You ought to celebrate when we talk about a harvest going to other places. Ha, 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 hallelujah. Let me just hit on that for a minute. If you think God can only work through this church, you are mistaken. You are on a high horse and you need to find an altar. If you think God can only move in the way that you think or you like, you are deceived and you are no different than the lost. God is not confounded by what I think and by what you think. He can work through you just like he can work through a donkey. He can work through CUPC just like he can work through any of the hundreds of churches in Houston Metro. I don't care where he works. I just want him to work. If I preach for years about growth and everybody grows but us, that's fine as long as the kingdom of God advances. It's not about me. It's not about us. It's about the kingdom of God. 
In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. That was free right there. Uh, that certainly wasn't in my notes. Uh, but we need to get over this mentality where God's got to operate where I want him to, how I want him to, and when I want him to. Uh, that is the spirit uh, that is not of God. That is a controlling spirit uh, that leads to self-righteousness, uh, that leads to I am better than everybody else, uh, that leads to Phariseeism. Uh, I don't want to have uh, that spirit. Uh, I want to celebrate with others. Uh, Brother Chapa, when God blesses you, uh, I rejoice because he blesses me through you. Uh, when something good happens in your family, I rejoice. Uh, chaos might be happening in my family, but guess what? Uh, if God can bless Papa Chapa's family, he can bless my family one day too. Uh, church family, we got to get past this uh, living in the moly grubs, uh, having these pity parties, uh, thinking why is everybody blessed uh, but me? Uh, maybe somebody else is blessed because you haven't got your heart right. Uh, maybe somebody Somebody's blessed because if God poured out the blessing on you, it would stop and die in you because you wouldn't let it flow to somebody else. In the name of Jesus. Uh, I got a little bit off track, but somebody must have needed to hear that too. Uh, rain is coming. Uh, revival is coming. Uh, and if it starts here, praise God, uh, I'm going to jump, shout, and huck a buck. Uh, but if it starts somewhere else uh, in Houston Metro, uh, I'm going to rejoice. Uh, all that I care about uh, is that we depopulate hell and we increase the population uh, of heaven. Uh, this is what uh, it's about. Uh, it's not about me. Uh, it's about about streets of gold it's about eternity where there is no sun where there is no moon where the lamb is the light as a missionary spoke about this morning in the name of Jesus stand with me I'm so far off my notes I feel like I just need to close right here for we walk by faith and not by sight look at your neighbor and say we walk by faith and not by sight we walk, now, uh, let me hear you. We walk by faith uh, and not by sight. Uh, listen to me. I, I'm telling you, I'm still in the Holy Ghost. Uh, a little bit of righteous indignation might have risen up in me, uh, but it's still uh, the Word of God flowing through me right now. No matter what you are facing, uh, hang in there. Uh, look at your other neighbor and say, neighbor, hang in there. Hang in there. That's it, neighbor. Hang in there. Keep walking. Keep on believing. Keep on keeping on. You might not see the progress that you've been praying for. You might not see the progress that you've been dreaming for. But you keep on keeping on. You keep going back. You keep looking for the cloud. You keep looking for what God said He was going to do. And if He said He was going to do it, guess what? He will do it. He is not a man that He should lie. Oh, come on, somebody in this place tonight. Uh, keep being faithful. Keep being, keep being persistent. Because one day in the middle of your faithfulness, uh, one day in the middle of your labor, uh, one day in the middle of your sweat, and maybe in the middle of your bad day, uh, you're going to look up uh, and you're going to see a little cloud. Uh, it might be so small that you can barely see it, uh, that you got to pull out your iPhone uh, and point it up towards the cloud uh, and zoom in on that new camera that they got that has all these uh, new tricks on them. Uh, and you say, oh, yeah, 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 that's not a UFO up there. Uh, that's not an airplane up there. That's the cloud. It's so tiny, it's the size of a man's hand. I didn't know what it was, but I just got a feeling that that cloud's going to grow, that the glory of God is in that cloud, and what's going to come from that cloud is going to change my life. It's going to change my city. It's going to change my family in the name of Jesus. Ah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Can we just lift our hands in this moment? That's it.
That's it. In the name of Jesus. I don't know who this word is for. But I received the word of the Lord tonight. Lord, if I spoke it just so I could hear it myself, God, I receive your word. Lord, but if this word is for somebody else, I I pray tonight that you begin encouraging the hearts of your children in this room. That's it. In this moment, if you feel that you need to step out and pray for somebody, be sensitive to the Holy Ghost. This is altar service that we just stepped into. Lord, I pray right now that you would begin changing the hearts of our backslidden children and our backslidden loved ones. And you would draw them back. Lord, you would draw them back that there would be a harvest in our backsliders, that those who are MIA, God, that you would bring them back. Oh, if I had a lost loved one, I'd be lifting my voice right now. Lord, I'm believing you for it. I don't know when it's coming. I don't know how it's coming, but I'm standing on your word. That's it. Lift your voices tonight. That's it. Thank you, Jesus. 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 We walk by faith and not by sight. By faith and not by sight. That's why 1 Kings 18 says, Now it happened in the meantime that the sky became black with clouds and wind, and there was a heavy rain. That's our text that we read. So Ahab rode away and went to Jezreel. Then the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah, and he girded up his loins, and he ran ahead of Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. What this verse means to me is that Elijah got so excited that he wasn't going to hang back behind Ahab. He He wasn't going to be the dignified man of God. He wasn't going to be the dignified saint that had been saved for 20 years and teaching the same class for 20 years. He wasn't going to be dignified anymore. He was picking up and he was going. He heard that the rain was coming and he wasn't going to wait for the rain to get to him. He was going to the rain. I'm here to tell you tonight in closing that there is excitement coming to this church. There is excitement coming to your family. I don't care how long you've been in depression and oppression. There is a smile coming. The joy of the Lord is still our strength. I know that's not a verse that we preach a lot about. But if but if Elijah got excited and he couldn't contain himself and he took off running to see that storm, I believe that there's going to be some excitement in this church and people's going to take off running again. People's going to start rolling again. People's going to start jumping again. People's going to start bringing visitors again. People's going to start worshiping again. People's going to start teaching again. I'm talking about the joy of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Gather with me around the front tonight, church family. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. So, you, you might not take off running. You know, you, you probably look at me and think that I'm a person that exercises a lot. I know I have that physique of someone who's a gym rat. You look at me and say, that boy pumps some iron. That boy runs a 5K every, every, every Friday morning. He's running a 5K. I understand that I have that physique. But in reality, when we start, we have to start small. Right? Pastor Kayla got me eating healthy right now. It's terrible. But I'm seeing some small results. You might not be seeing it yet. And if you ain't, don't tell me. Don't tell me I look like I'm gaining weight. Because guess what? You ain't stepping on my scale. Daddy losing weight. 
It might be a quarter pound a week, but it's losing. The number's going down. It's starting small. It's starting small. And I believe the transformation that's coming to the families of this church, uh, it might not be a big shift that we see from this Sunday to next Sunday, but it's going to start small. It's going to start, you might not start running 10 laps every Sunday night uh, and swinging from the light trust and doing three backflips, landing in the splits and taking off uh, again. You might not start worshiping like that just in seven days. It might just be that you step out in the aisle a little bit. It might be that you might not see your lost loved one come and get the Holy Ghost, but they might quit being mean to you. They might quit wanting to uh, 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 cuss you out and be rude to you. It might start small. And let me tell you, that's okay because Zechariah chapter 4 says, who dares despise the day of small things? Who dare despise the day of a small victory? Who, who, who you, you better not criticize the day that I get a small victory because it might, it might look small for you, but this might be something that represents 20 years of praying. This might be something that represents years of fasting and sacrifice. Uh, Don't despise uh, small things for the Lord rejoices uh, to see uh, the work uh, begin. Uh, It might not start real big church family, but you just start where you are. Uh, You might not uh, maybe, uh, I've gotten so far off my notes and gotten so bold tonight uh, you might not have paid your tithes in 10 years. Uh, Don't worry about back pay. You just start next week. Uh, The next time you get paid, uh, just start right there. Start, Start real small and Watch what God does in your life. Start praying five minutes a day when you hadn't prayed in a month. Start praying five and watch what God does in your life. Start small and watch what the joy of the Lord does in your life. I'm a good Pentecostal tonight because I think this is now my fourth close. Everybody say, help him, Jesus. He's going to help me and I ain't going to apologize. But in closing, for real, just let God work in you. Just let him work. Let him work. Don't worry about what other people are going to say. Let God work in you. God's not going to work in you like he works in somebody else because your areas of sickness, uh, your areas of struggle, your areas of maybe sin is not the same area of somebody else's. Uh, So God is not a cookie-cutter God. He meets us at our place of need. So let him start working in you. Maybe let God heal your hurt. Maybe let God heal the past. Maybe you were abused, misused, talked about, lied on. Maybe something like that happened to you. But let God start healing you and let him work in you. Can I get an amen tonight? So let's lift our hands tonight, uh, and can we just make that our prayer? God, uh, wherever you want me to start, I'm going to start. Lord, whatever you want me to do, I'm going to do. Lord, I might be terrified. I might be worried. God, but I will be obedient to your word. Lord, uh, I don't know what the step is that you're wanting us all to take. Lord, but I pray for boldness in this church. Lord, I pray for boldness among these people, Jesus, that you would work in them, that they would feel your hand as in ways that they have not felt in years, oh God. Lord, I pray right now, God, that you would heal the sickness that has been plaguing many in this assembly, God. I pray right now that you heal them. Right now, we plead your blood for Marvin Wilmoth. We plead your blood, oh God. Heal his body in the name of Jesus. We accept your will, whatever it is, but we also really want you to heal him because your word says that you are a healer. Your word says that you can do it, and we take you at your 
your word. We believe that you are a God that is to be taken at your word. So heal every marriage in the room, God. Lord, every person that might be struggling in their finances. God, I pray right now that you could give them the courage and the boldness to put you first in their finances. That you would provide, oh God. Provide for them, Jesus. And start the work. Start the work. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. And can you say amen?